0: Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. John chapter number 17, and uh, we're going to look at verse number uh, 20 this morning. This passage of scripture is uh, taking place on the night that Jesus uh, was going to be arrested. And he began to do... Um, in this passage of scripture, what he does now for us for all of eternity. He began to intercede to the, uh, the Father. He called on the Father. He began to pray to the Father on the disciples' behalf. In John chapter number 17, we actually read through it uh, over the last month uh, as a church, as we followed with uh, Pastor Josh through the, the book of John in chapter number 17. But it is found in John chapter 17, it's broken down. This prayer of Jesus Christ is broken down into three different sections. In verses one through five, Jesus prays for himself before he goes to the cross. And in verses number 16, six through verse number 19, he then prays for the 11 disciples that were gathered around him at that time. Then he goes on to pray in verses 20 through 26, where we'll be today. He begins to pray for his future church, who we are today. And and I want us to look at verse number 20 this morning. The Bible says this, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. In them, and thou, in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. I want to talk to you this morning, and the message is entitled, Together with Christ. Together with Christ, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for you. God, we're so thankful that we've been able to come to your house today and sing the praises, uh, Lord, to you because you're worthy of all of it. God, you tell us in your word that if we don't praise you, then the rocks and the stones will cry out. But God, we're thankful that we've had the opportunity to come in today and praise you. God we pray that you would be with this message today as it is something that we all need to hear that we all need to be reminded that there is a wonderful the churches can be wonderful wonderfully effective if we are operating together with Christ. Lord I pray that you would help us here at Fellowship Baptist Church to move forward for the cause of Christ and to move forward with Christ. That we would be together with Him and in Him. God, we just pray that You would, I pray that You would be with me this morning. I need You. I pray that You would give me the words to say. That God, You would hide me behind the cross, that people would see You through their word that is preached today. God, we're so thankful for You. God, would You bless us? Would You please speak to us this morning that God, You would just do a work here at Fellowship Baptist Church. We love you, Father. We're so thankful for you. In your precious name, I pray, amen. You may be seated this morning. We find that beyond Jesus's death, Jesus desired a dynamic, growing, unified church. That's what he desired, amen? That's that's what Jesus's desire was. As we read this passage of scripture, there is a word in there that is a theme. What is it? One, right? One, that we would be one, one in him that we would be one together. He desired a unified church, a group of unified disciples. And when Jesus, I, be, I believe, when he looked at the face of Peter in that circle of 11, he saw behind Peter Pentecost. He saw behind Pentecost the thousands more that would believe on him. I believe that when he looked at uh, uh, John's face, he saw the church of Ephesus and all of the churches in Asia Minor. When he looked at the, the gap where Judas was and had been, he, I'm sure, saw the face of Paul and all of the churches in Europe. And crossing generation and oceans right down to this very day, he said, I pray for every one of them who shall believe on me to be one in us. That's us. That's us here today at Fellowship Baptist Church. He desires for us to be one. Jesus prayed this prayer and he had a theme in mind didn't he That theme was unity That theme was a oneness He prayed for believers to be one why so that we would be one in him and the Father and that 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 we would make an impact on the world for Christ That was his desire That was his his prayer to the Father One in us means to be united closely It's a close personal relationship with jesus christ and we have to work together in him amen if we're going to get anywhere here at fellowship baptist church it's only going to be through jesus christ it's only going to be through his power and we have to continue here with one in christ working together in him i want us to look at this passage of scripture this morning and i want us to see what happens when we are together with Christ. And it's incredible, amen? It's amazing what can happen. When we are together with Christ, number one, we find that we will be unified. When we are together in Christ, we as a body of believers will be unified. Look at verse number 20 and 21. The Bible says this, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's you and me. That they all may be, what church? One. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be, what? One in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Now, what could Jesus have prayed for before he went to the cross? He could have prayed for many different things, couldn't he have? He could have prayed for uh, just the, the strength to get through what he was going to go through. He could have uh, prayed for, for the 11 to support him and not desert him, right? He could have prayed for um, many different things, but, but he had one common thing in mind, and his prayer was dominated by a single great thought, and that was the unity of believers. That's incredible to me. Not only the believers there today, not only the disciples in that time, but also he was thinking of us. He was thinking of the future believers and the unity that he desired for us to have and understand today, church. That if it was a desire of Christ for the body of believers to be unified, we should have that same desire. Each and every one of us should have the desire to be united here at Fellowship Baptist Church. To be one. I want us to look at, verse, look at verse number 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. Who's he talking about? The disciples. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom hast, thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. We find here in verse number 11 that Jesus prayed for the unity of the, the original, the 11 disciples that was in that group. And, and understand, that was no easy task for these 11 disciples to be unified, right? We know how they, how they worked. We know the, the conflict that they had. Um, it was nothing easy to ask for. We, we know that, that there were tensions that were growing among this group of disciples, tensions that were created by James and John when, when, when not long before this prayer, they had asked to sit at the right hand and the left hand of Jesus remember that? And, and as they began to, to offer that, then there was this tremendous jealousy that came over all of the other disciples. There was dissension. There was, there was division among them. Earlier on in this same evening that Jesus has this prayer, the disciples were, were fighting amongst themselves because they were arguing who is going to be the greatest among them, right? Who's going to be the greatest? It's me. No, it's, it's him. It, no, it's, it's this one. And they had this argument. And Jesus says, hey, I just desire, Heavenly Father, that you would help them to be one as we are one. But that wasn't all. He moved beyond the 11, and he prayed for the believers in the future. He prayed for Fellowship Baptist Church, right? He prayed for our, the believers here at Fellowship Baptist Church. And understand uh, what he prayed for the original 11 disciples, he then prayed for all believers. In Galatians chapter number three, verse 28, the Bible says this there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Aren't you thankful for that? And this isn't a part of the message here this morning, but I just feel led to say it. Make sure that we here at Fellowship Baptist Church never discriminate. Doesn't matter who walks into those back doors this morning or in the future. We, if they are a believer, listen, we are all one in Christ. One is a, an example of, of it is not opposed to a it is opposed to a division into parts. And in ethical matters to dissension. You understand when we are together with Christ, meaning our focus is in Jesus and the gospel. That's what that means, right? When we're together with Christ. Our focus is Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. When that happens, we will have unity. Understand, we have a lot of different opinions, don't we? We have a lot of different philosophies. Understand today, I'll give an example, all right? There's an individual within this church, and I'm not gonna make any names, Doug Carr. And, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We uh, just had a football game, Ohio State versus Oregon, all right? And my brother over here is a Michigan fan. Well, we lose the game to Oregon, and I show up to church, and he has a duck call, the Oregon Ducks, right? Listen, me and Brother Doug, we do not unite on football teams. I'll tell you that right now. If he wasn't a brother in Christ, I don't know if what our relationship would look like, right? He's a Michigan. We have some Ohio people here today. Michigan fan, all right. Can you believe that? A Michigan fan. I'm a we don't unite over that, but there's one thing that me and brother Doug Carr can unite in, and that is on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can unite in the fact that hey, Jesus has changed our life, Jesus has died for us, He has given His life for us, and that brings unity among the believers when we are together. With Christ. Jesus knew that the church could never make the impact on the world that he wished it to make unless spiritually the world saw in his church a oneness, a unity. He desired that. You know, there's a lot of division in our world today, a lot of division in our country today. There's a lot of division, and they need to see a group of people, of a body of believers that have, might, may have different opinions. Politically, may have different opinions. Spiritually, may have different things that they, that they believe in. But understand, they are one in Christ Jesus. They need to see that. They need to see that. See, the churches of our country today, the churches of our world today, have never, I believe, taken these words, this prayer of Jesus Christ, with the seriousness that it deserves. This is a serious prayer from Jesus Christ. He meant business when he prayed this prayer. For us to be unified. And understand, we have a bunch of churches in America, because I don't really know what's going on a lot other than in America, but a lot of churches who divide over the stupidest things. Excuse my language, right? We divide over the craziest things. Oh, I'm not going to have a part in him because he's a pastor that preaches without a tie on. Come on. Are we together with Christ? Are we unified in Christ? Listen, we can fight over all of these things, but understand we as a church as a whole, here, true believers within America, we're never going to see the impact that we can see on the world around us unless we are one in Christ. If we are working together with Christ, We have a, a, a brother here with us today, and I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass or anything this morning, but brother, Pastor, uh, pa- pastor uh, Scott Ross. Pastor Scott is a pastor of a different de- denomination than what we are. But you know what? I love that brother. And we can unite in Christ, amen? We might have a little bit of different beliefs. I don't know. I haven't had that conversation with him. But understand, understand today, we can unite with Christ because he is our center, right? He's the center of our worship. And understand today, we can unite together with Christ. And I'm not saying that to say, I, I know Brother Scott believes like we, what we believe here at Fellowship Baptist Church, but I'm just saying, we can fight over those things. Oh, you're not a Baptist? I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. That goes on. But we are united with Christ. We can move together with Christ. And he has a desire. Listen, when we move together with Christ, we will be unified. Christians are drawn to one another because they are drawn to a common center and that is Jesus Christ himself. Now, I believe it's important for us here at Fellowship Baptist Church to be doctrinally in tune with each other. Amen? I believe that's, that's important. But understand, we and other churches around us, they might have a different doctrine than we might have, but understand, we cannot make the impact that God has for us in our community together unless we work together in Christ. Jesus prayed that they would be in us. Why? Because he is the source of all the power we need, right? He's the source. He's the, the power in him. That is the, the uh, if we're centered in him, if we're, uh, um, if we're united in him, then we see unity. We will be unified together with Christ. Not only that, number one, but number two, if we are together with Christ, we will have an impact. If we are together with Christ as a body of believers, we will have an impact. Look at verse number 21. The Bible says this, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. Okay? Why? Let's read that together, the rest of that verse. That, they, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Why does he desire for there to be a oneness? So that the world would believe on Jesus Christ. Amen? That the world would believe, so the church could have an impact. The impact of a unified church moving together with Christ is that the world believes God the Father sent Christ the Son. That the world may believe that Thou hast sent me. You see, the visible unity of believers will make an impact on the loss. And those of those people that say it won't, it, it's not biblical, because the Bible says the visible unity of the believers will make an impact on the lost. They will see that God sent his son to die for us. The sight of united disciples will convince the world of the truth of Jesus' message and of his mission. I believe that. The Bible says in John chapter number 13, verse 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If you have the same doctrine." By this shall you know that you are my disciples, that you have the same color walls in your church. You will know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. You see, we live in a world of disunity. We find disunity everywhere from our homes, from our families, our workplaces, in our government. People are searching for unity. And understand today, human eloquence will not compel the world to believe. Human eloquence will not compel the world to believe. The size of our churches will never compel the world to believe. No denominational program or slogan or goal will compel the world to believe. But the supernatural oneness with Christ In the family of God, where Jesus is first, where people matter, where we serve others, and when we are mission-focused, that will compel the world to believe. You see, the world is so disunited that a unified church compels the world to confess that God is real and that He is at work among us. What an opportunity that we have today in this disunited world to show others how Jesus can unify. What an opportunity to have an impact on the loss within our community. But you see, there's a great danger here. The danger is is that we can reverse all that is to be accomplished by this oneness. You understand what I'm saying? We can reverse all that is to be accomplished by this oneness that Jesus desires. You see, only the power of Jesus Christ can impact our world in this way. And when we do, when, we, when, when do we, uh, the question is, is when do we take seriously unity within our own congregation? When should we act upon it? You know that, God, that, that unity is always God's now? Right? Unity is always God's now. So the, the answer of the question is, is we get serious about unity now. We get serious about moving and working together with Christ now. This isn't a secondary issue. It's a primary issue within the church. It's the last thing that Jesus prayed about before his arrest. So it means that, hey, listen, I must act now to see that the church is one. That's each and every one of us. So we can, why? Why? So we can make an impact, amen? Where do we do that? Where do we make the impact? Inside the church and also outside the church. You see, in the church, we must act as a unifying Personality seeking common ground, seeking to be a unifier. Listen, don't ever become the church member that's always seeking division. Don't do that. Don't always seek for a problem, something to complain about, something to, to gossip about. Do not look for those things. Look to be a unifier, look to be one. The truth about any church is that there may be dozens of opinions at any one time about the dozens of things that the church is trying to do. But every believer must make a decision to be a unifier in the midst of God's people. Because if we don't, we give Satan the opportunity to bring division among us. And so we must have that on the forefront of our minds. Listen, it was important to Jesus. It should be important to us this thing of unity. Why? So we can have the impact that God wants us to have in our community. You understand today that it's not about us, it's all about Him. Amen? Let me try that one more time because I need to hear more amens on that. Be unified in that. It's not all about us, it's about Him. And and let me just say, I, I can just be real with you this morning, right? Sometimes the pastor just needs to pour out his heart. I don't think here at Fellowship Baptist Church we have taken seriously unity. And this is what I mean. We have, we have a, a a we have core values that we have here at Fellowship Baptist Church that I believe God has given the leadership of Fellowship Baptist Church to give to you as a church. But I, I want to. I don't know, and I could be wrong, but if I were to say, do not look at the core values that are behind me and quote them, I don't know if everyone could do it. Because I truly believe that we have not yet here at Fellowship Baptist Church bought into our core values. And you see what? If, the, if we're going to make an impact for God within our community, and I'm just this is just pastor pouring out his heart this morning if we're going to make a true impact for God, we must be unified in these things. We must buy into these things. Because every one of these things is centered around the gospel of Jesus Christ. Church, Jesus must be first in our life. Church, people should matter to us. And when Jesus is first in our life, you know what? When we go out and see the lost around us, they're going to matter to us. And when Jesus is first in our lives, you know what? We're going to want to serve one another. When we come to church, we want to be there for each other. We want to help each other. We want to pick each other up when they fall down. We want to encourage one another when they feel sorrow. We want to serve the people around us within our community, and we have to buy into these things. We have to grasp hold of them. We have to get a hold of them and say, hey, we are going to be a church where Jesus is first, and people matter, and we're going to serve others, and we are going to be a church that is mission focused. We are going to be a church that when we go out throughout our days, We are going to have Jesus on our mind and we're going to have people on our minds and their lost souls that if they do not know Jesus, but when they die, they're going to go to an awful place called hell, eternally separated from God. And that'll help us be mission focused. Church, let's let's get together, amen? Let's be unified with Christ. Let us take the core values that we have There's a reason why we have those. So we all can grab hold of them and pull in the same direction. But we all have to have the desire to make an impact. Do you desire to have them make an impact within our community? Because if we have the desire, then let's unite. Amen? Let's unite. Jesus desires that we're one, so we can make an impact. But then lastly, we see that when we work together with Christ, here's the great thing. Pastor won't be glorified. God will be glorified. Deacons won't be glorified. God will be uplifted. The people within this church won't be glorified. Jesus will be glorified. Look at verses 22 through 24. The Bible says this. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. You see, Jesus prays that the present church on earth and the future church in heaven will see his glory. Glory, what is glory? It's the visible manifestation of divine attributes. It is what we see when we look at God. And you know, Christ has already revealed all the glory that we can comprehend on earth. In verse 22, Jesus says, in the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. We see we see in the divine manhood of Jesus Christ all the glory that our eyes are capable of seeing here on this earth. You see, even now today, when our eyes get off of one another and when our eyes get off of ourselves and, and we contemplate the revealed glory of God in Christ, we become one. Amen? When we contemplate who He is and the glory that was manifested in Christ Jesus, we become one. It unites us. It transforms us. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when we are united, the world will stand up and take notice of God because they will see Him glorified in us. Where do I get that? The Bible says this, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And what? And glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, oneness gives credence to our claims. Amen? Let me say that again. Oneness or unity gives credence to our claims. And in John chapter 17, verse number 23, it shows us that the world will know two things when we are one. They're going to know God's mission. They're going to know that God sent his son to die for the sin of the world. They're going to know not only his mission, but his message, that he loves everyone, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So You know what? This means when we violate true Christian unity, listen to this. When we violate true Christian unity, we hinder the gospel his mission, and his message get lost when we are fighting amongst ourselves. Church, why not start now? You understand, the Bible says in, in this passage here, in verse number 24, it says, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. We will spend eternity in unity meditating on the love of God. Amen. We will spend eternity in unity with each other, meditating on the love of God, meditating on him, worshiping him. But understand, church, why not start now? Why not start now? Our churches will never be fully united by looking at the pastor. He's too ugly. Our church will never be fully united by looking at the pastor or looking at a program or looking at one another. We must look to Jesus Christ together with Him. When He is our focus, we will be drawn to one another. And if we come to church to learn of Jesus, if we come to lean on Him, if we come to love Him and to worship Him, and when we all come for the same reasons, we will become one and ultimately He will be glorified. Jesus desires that. I'll close with this. Church, when we are together in Christ, go ahead and close your Bibles this morning. When we are together in Christ, meaning Jesus and the gospel are our focus. He'll be first. When we are together in Christ, people will start to matter to us. Their lost souls will start to matter. When we're together in Christ, we're going to have We're going to have a desire to serve each other. When we're working together with Christ, we will be continually on mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our community. But we have to make the choice. Will I continue to live this Christian life together with my brothers and sisters in Christ and together with Christ? Will we continue to move forward? Because when we are together in Christ, we will see unity within the church. When we are together with Christ, we will have, and I'm telling you, we will see an impact among our community. We will have an impact. And when we are together in Christ, here's the greatest part, He will be glorified. Will we continue to move forward together with Christ? Amen? Move together with Christ. With every head bowed and every eye. Down. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.